0: What's up Tom, our freelancers and creatives out there? This is Nathan with another episode of Freelance Jumpstart TV. And in this particular episode, we're gonna cover pricing strategies. Have you ever watched that game show, The Price is Right? They pull people from the audience and then they ask them to give their judgment on how much they think certain things cost. It can be a bottle of soap, it can be a car, it can be a new appliance, things like that. They just ask them, different people give their guess, and whoever's closest, they win. Now that's a game show, but it seems like coming up with pricing, when you're freelancing can feel the same way you may not know what to charge you may look to other people and whoever feels right that's what you go ahead and say the price is I must admit I have a confession people have asked me how much something is and I've just arbitrarily thrown out a number in the past not because I was guessing. I just didn't know what to say. I mean, how much is something? Was it 300? Was it 3000? I don't know. How do you rate the value of something or the value of your skills? I don't know. That's how I felt in the past. Currently I understand my value, but one thing that helped me do that was understanding the different pricing strategies that are out there. There are different things that you can do or different approaches you can take to really set your pricing and come up and determine what your pricing is going to be first up is cost plus pricing this is the pricing that you're most familiar with and you've been exposed to already uh, many retailers and manufacturers they use cost plus pricing so let's just take this t-shirt so if it costs me seven dollars to make a shirt like this and i sell it for 20 I subtract seven from 20 and I have 13. I made $13 profit, right? That's the thinking. The downside of cost plus pricing, at least in the life of a freelancer is it does not account for how much your time is. It's tempting as a freelancer to say, okay, somebody asked me to do a project. I charged them $600 and all I did was spend time. It maybe took me, you know, three to five to 10 hours or so. I think that's pretty good, but really, That's time you spent on a certain project in which you weren't able to do other work. So really you're not accounting for how much your time is worth. So cost plus pricing, there's a place for it, but you want to make sure that your time is valued and your time is accounted for. So that begs the question, how much is an hour worth to you? How much is a minute worth to you? That's something to study and consider. The next up is competitor based pricing. This is where you look to the left look to the right, see what your competitors are doing. And then you try to make a price that's comparable or similar to whatever it is they're charging. You're just trying to be competitively based. Now this pricing structure is useful in the fact that you can find out what other people are charging and you know you're right there with them. The drawback of it is you're basing all your value on other people. And here's the question you have to ask yourself. When you compare pricing or your prices to someone else are you the same as them or do you think you're better and can produce better work than them that's one thing competitive based pricing doesn't account for uh, in a previous video i have called perception is reality i talk about how i dealt with competitive pricing the fact that i charged somebody two thousand but then my competitors were charging five thousand and ten thousand respectively so right there I was the lowest one on the totem pole and I may be viewed as lower quality. That's one thing that you don't want to happen when you have competitor-based pricing. Remember, the pricing structure assumes that you're of equal value to your competition and it's important to differentiate yourself from your competition. So you don't wanna be seen as the same, you don't wanna be seen as somewhat similar. You wanna say, look, I have a unique solution for you and I'm the only one that can provide this type of solution for you. My competitors may be comparable, but they're not the same. Another pricing strategy is simply flat rate pricing. You know, you say, "Hey, I've evaluated my service, I've evaluated my skill, I've seen the time it takes. If you ask me to do a certain project, it's going to cost this much." So if you ask me to do a certain project, whether it's a logo, whether it's a photography session, whether it is a website, no matter what it is, managing social media for someone for a certain amount of months, No matter what it is, you can simply say, it is this flat rate, it's $5,000. Now with flat rate, certain people may wonder how you came up with your pricing. How did you arrive at that price? And I will admit, to come up with a flat rate, it is somewhat of a process because you're gonna have to evaluate how long does it take you to do certain actions? Um, You know, how do you do the process? Do you collect all of that up front? Do you take half of it up front? What is the process in which you handle payment? Because sometimes when you set a flat rate, somebody may feel or your potential client may feel that's a lot of money to pay out at one time. So with that flat rate, do you have milestones or does it need to be paid all up front? These are the type of things you need to think about. And often with this pricing strategy, you have to be willing to communicate everything that you're going to do and is included with the flat rate. So just don't say, oh, what do you need? oh, you need a website. Yeah, that's, that's $5,000. You're going to have to be more detailed and say for $5,000, this is the value you're going to get and you're going to have to show and account for the entire process of what you're going to do. So if you want to jump on this pricing strategy, remember and think about what is my process? Do I have a process? And am I accurately communicating what the process is going to be with that client through the whole process? Another pricing strategy you can use is you're setting your price on a number of different services. So I like to call this bundling your services, if you will. So you say to somebody, hey, for three thousand dollars, this is everything that you get. You know, I will take photos for you. I will edit those photos. I'll put them on a disc Not only will you get a disk, but you'll get a USB drive. Not only will you get a USB, I'll give you a hard drive, an external hard drive for you to take with you, and these photos will be backed up online so you can access them and share them with friends whenever you need. Whatever it is that you're offering, don't just offer the service alone. You bundle in other things as a part of it, right? And you may have different types of bundles or packages that people can choose from, but the fact is, and the hope is that... You have evaluated what each of those things costs individually so someone can see that they're paying you one rate and I, they get this, they get the first service, the second service, and they see everything together. So another pricing strategy of what you can do is bundling things together so people can make the decision themselves on what they need and what's paid for and it's all included. No more arguing back and forth with a client on, well, I don't like this. Uh, please take that out. Yeah, I don't think I really need that. Can I get it cheaper? No, it's, hey, it's all inclusive for one price. That's another thing you can do with bundling your prices and bundling your services. Another pricing strategy you can use is value-based pricing. Now, I will admit there's different parts to value-based pricing, and I'm going to do a whole another video because it's so intricate You need to see how it works. But this is the method that I've been doing now, and I am now moving towards. So with value-based pricing, you really have the advantage and the opportunity to make way more money than what you were making before with any of the other pricing strategies. Because with value-based pricing, you anchor the price you're charging based upon the return the client is gonna receive. So let's say I find a client and that client is perhaps in the legal arena. And I ask them a question such as, well, how many leads do you get uh, per month, per year? And they tell me a certain amount. And I say, okay, how about I build you a website? I do some search engine optimization. I work with you on your digital marketing and I help craft a plan to get you more leads and get you more clients, you know, and then I, I find out from them how much a client is worth to them. So if I can bring in 10 new clients and each client to them is worth you know $3,000, then that would be $30,000 or $30,000 extra dollars that they didn't get with my services. So I can easily say, hey, you know, I want to charge you a rate of $10,000 based on the fact that you're going to make $30,000. Who wouldn't take that? Who wouldn't spend $10,000 to make another thirty? dollars I mean, anyone with common sense would, but value based pricing, it has to be anchored into something of value for the client. So that means you may have to do your homework. You need to find about the business. You also need to find out about the business's clients and customers, and really just find out uh, what information they need or what information you need from them to really make a decision on setting your prices. But I will say again, this pricing structure is very smart it's very cool and it works well however it's an evaluative process to come up with that number and the last method i'll say that i wrestle with a little bit is hourly based pricing so it's pretty standard you say hey these are my services and i can work with you for fifty dollars an hour or seventy five dollars an hour or a hundred dollars an hour now with hourly based pricing it's pretty straightforward and everybody knows about it and they're used to it, right? We've all had jobs more than likely to where we were paid by the hour at when we were employees. The thing with freelancing is if you charge by the hour, in a sense, you become an employee of whoever you're working for. And they may start paying attention to how long it takes you to do something. So time is of the essence for the client. The faster you are, the better it is for them. The slower you are, the worse it is for them. You know, the one thing to look out for with hourly-based pricing is the better you get at your job and your skills, and the faster you get, the less money you get. I mean, think about it. If I'm charging $50 an hour and something used to take me four hours where I would get $200, but I figured out how to do it quickly for an hour, does that mean I only get $100? But I did it faster and I'm better at it now. So there is something to think about with hourly based pricing. Uh, One thing to circumvent that is say, hey, my rate is $50 an hour, but it's a minimum of two hours, right? So that way you're at least guaranteeing a certain amount. But with hourly based pricing, there's just some people and some clients you work with, they want to work with someone who's hourly based and there's no way around it. But definitely think about that. Uh, Like I mentioned, there's time periods and ways you can circumvent that. You can say, hey, I'm available for 30 hours a week, you know, pay me for an entire week. So those are the different pricing strategies you can use. Um, As I mentioned, value-based pricing, that's the one that I'm moving towards, that I'm working on. But I have used all the other ones in the past as well. And it really just depends upon the client and the situation that you're working in. But explore all of them and find out what works best for you. And then you'll be able to better set pricing when people ask you, how much does it cost? you won't be stuck there looking at them if you have one of these strategies in place because you already know what to charge. Thank you for hanging with me and checking out this particular video on pricing strategies. In the next couple of videos, I'm gonna dive deeper into each of the strategies. So for that, you'll want to subscribe. Now, if you haven't subscribed yet, um, you'll get videos like these, the ones I just did, uh, every week. So every Friday I do a video and right now we're in a series on pricing. So you'll definitely wanna catch all of those videos and be notified, but the only way to do that is to subscribe. As always, there are show notes for this particular episode, so you can go to the link right here and see the notes for this particular episode. Read up on the different pricing strategies and just think about what works best for you, or perhaps if you need a change. So I will catch you in the next video. See ya.